It is Wednesday. It is Wednesday, November twenty third, and we have a special Thanksgiving edition of the Draft ID podcast. Normally, we are on Fridays, as you know. This week, we're on Wednesday because why not? We got three games tomorrow, so we're breaking down all the Thanksgiving action. We break down the full Sunday slate, and then we take a dive into the playoff race. It's starting to heat up, but we still have plenty of football ahead. Um, so yeah, get ready. And let's do it. Here we go. It is Thanksgiving week, Thanksgiving Eve. We have an early episode for everyone this week. You can listen on your way to visit your family on Thanksgiving, the most traveled upon day of the year, Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Um, But yeah, Thanksgiving Thanksgiving to me means football. That's one of the main things. So I'm pretty hyped for this week. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, it's funny. Bailey just told me I'm going to some Friendsgiving. I asked her the start time. She said 4 p.m. And I I knew for a week now that the Giants were playing at 4. So I'm like, there better be cable TV or I'm, I'm out of there. Yeah, that's a deal breaker. Need cable TV. But uh, what psycho doesn't have cable TV? On Thanksgiving, I don't know. Um, so best of luck there. Yeah, uh, at it. least bright side. At least you're making friends up in Michigan. So mm-hmm. you know, pat yourself on People the back. People doubted for that. me. People doubted me. Exactly. Uh, how was uh, how was this past weekend? You were on site at the Giants game. Uh, bad loss, but you know, if anybody's going to win, at least it's the Michigan team, right? Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it's always fun to go see the Giants play. Um, it wasn't too cold, had some good seats. Uh, the game itself, the Giants versus the Lions last week, I mean, pretty much everything that could have gone bad did go bad. Uh, you know, it stinks losing one of the top receivers to a torn ACL. Um, that being said, I still felt like Daniel played pretty well. And, you know, Aiden Hutchinson had a pretty athletic interception. But other than that, you know, Saquon couldn't get going. Uh, Daniel had a rushing touchdown, a, a passing touchdown, and um, you know a season high on passing yards. So it was still fun. Um, it's a bum they couldn't get the win, but they got a big one this you know Thanksgiving Thursday. Yep, and we'll get to that one in a moment. But we're going to start with the first game of the Thanksgiving slate, twelve thirty Eastern. You've probably will be done watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade by then. But um, the Bills of the Lions. Lions, you know, always on Thanksgiving, and it usually seems like they just get shellacked. I can remember the Lions playing the Patriots that year. The Patriots were undefeated um, and, you know, maybe losing 50-something to three. Um, This one, though, at least the Lions, their offense is looking, you know, pretty darn good. Um, Still have the worst scoring defense in the NFL. Bills, best scoring offense in the NFL, I believe, or I think they're second now, maybe after last week, after the uh, Chiefs game. But, you know, this could be closer than we think. Nine-point favorites for the Bills. Nine is a lot of points. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, The Lions, you know, they won three straight, which is the first time since 2015. Uh, If Dan Campbell wins this game, you know, he's guaranteeing he's got the job next year. Uh, And this Lions team, uh, you know, they don't have a great record, but just watching them play last week, they looked pretty solid. That defensive line was getting a lot of pressure. Um, the offense was moving the ball really well. They were really balanced. You know, they have two great options at running back and Amon Ra is fun to watch. 
Jared Goff looks pretty good when he's got some time. So I agree with you. I definitely think the Lions make this closer than what Vegas is saying. I definitely would hammer Lions plus nine and a half. Um, but I think the Bills come away with the win. Yeah. And I think the Bills probably do come away with a win. I'd be interested to look into Thanksgiving stats on how these, you know, big time teams do on Thanksgiving. Um, if I remember correctly, didn't the Cowboys come in heavily favored last Thanksgiving and then lose the game maybe, or maybe they won. I, I mean, I have to check on that. I can't remember, but I remember some, some weird stuff going on last year with Thanksgiving games. Um, you know, we've seen some, some weird ones, the butt fumble, obviously always, you know, crazy stuff going on nine points. When I see that, it's usually, I'm looking at a team with a really bad defense. Um, that's when I think a team's going to cover nine points. I mean, you, but here's the thing. The Lions have such a good offense. You usually also see, you know, I'll take back what I said. When I see nine points, you think you're just going to be playing a terrible team. You don't think you're going to be playing a top five offense in the league. And they're going to, I think they're going to be able to hang on there. Um, last week, we saw the Baltimore Ravens 13 points over the Panthers. Panthers, bad team, good defense. If one good unit, you know, you have a good solid top 10, top 15 unit, you probably shouldn't be, you know, not favored by nine points. I think that's way too much. Um, note on this one, I think it's time to pump the brakes on the Josh Allen simping, the pats on the back. I'm tired of it. Um, these Bills fans, you're just outing yourself. I mean, act like you've been there before. It's kind of hard when you haven't really been there before, before this you know, Josh Allen dynasty. I know they had back in the day, they had the four straight Super Bowl losses, but since then, they've just been a terrible franchise, terrible team. Um Stop patting your guy on the back. He's second in the league in passing yards, third in TDs. He's seven and three. He's an MVP candidate. Um, you're just making it into a problem. It's not a problem. You're making it into a problem, Buffalo. Uh, I think, you know, you're just becoming too spoiled with such a, you know, great offense. Yeah. And another note, I mean, the Lions are at home, right? So nine and a half <laughs> underdog at home. Lions play every Thanksgiving. They've done done this before. Um, I just think it's going to be a whole lot closer than than that line. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good game. I really yeah. do. Yeah, no, I agree. Now, listen to this. Um, Detroit is averaging 366 yards per game, 28 points per game. Buffalo is averaging 417 yards per game, 28 points per game. The over is at 54. I still think you smash it. Thursday, Thursday is, you know, always weird scoring Short games. Week. You know, usually kind of high scoring because there's not much defense played in those games. Um, however, Buffalo only given up 17 points allowed per game, Detroit 28, which is like I said, dead last. Um, and then last note, Jamal Williams fantasy steal of the year. I think I was steering so clear of Deandre Swift. I didn't want anything to do with them. And turns out, look at him now. Um, you know, three touchdowns this week, almost gave me the win over you this week before you stole it with the, uh, miraculous Kelsey and co come back at the very end. Yeah, that was what what was I down like 40 with Monday night and I had Jimmy G who had a career game. Uh Christian McCaffrey, he just gets so many screen passes. Just love watching that. And D Hop, who had about 10 receptions. So sorry for the loss. Um, better luck next time. Yep. Yep. Better luck next time. I need a win. I'm in the sixth place right now out of six playoff spots. Tough schedule ahead, but you know what? We're just gonna you know pull up the boots by the bootstraps, and uh, we're gonna prevail. We got a good team. I'm feeling good, and uh, think I'm gonna get a win against the bye week this week. Hopefully, um, 
Next game, Giants at Cowboys. Another team that's always playing on Thanksgiving, obviously the Cowboys, 4.30 Eastern start time, so you'll get a little bit of downtime in between games. Uh, Cowboys are peaking. They're coming off a 40-point game. Giants very banged up, missing you know their defensive captain, Xavier McKinney, um, obviously flipped the ATV on his hand. A couple other right. notes, missing a couple offensive linemen. It seems like they can't get a break. Their center, Feliciano, with a neck injury. Evan Neal mm-hmm. may be back this game, but nothing's you know set in stone. Could keep, could be getting Matt Parrott again. Um, wide receiver Juan Dale out for the season. I mean, first 100-yard receiver since September of last year. And, of course, he's done for the year. Can't catch a break with these injuries. Yeah, and another one that you didn't mention, Adore Jackson sprained right. his MCL out four to six four to weeks. Four to six weeks. Brutal. Which, Probably going to be more like six weeks. Which is, you know, really tough. That's the risk you run putting your starting cornerback, your cornerback one at that punt return. Right. Um, Richie James also banged up, our guy Richie. Um, but, you know, these two teams coming off two very different weeks. Cowboys drum the Vikings in a performance that I don't think anyone really saw coming. I thought the Cowboys would win, but not by 30 points. Uh, and then the Giants, with a really lackluster performance against the Lions, um, which was probably their worst performance of the year, and it was just really sloppy, a lot of penalties. Offensive line got pushed errors. around. Yeah, yeah, both both lines got pushed around. Can't have that, mm-hmm. especially when you're going up against a really good defensive line this week. Yeah, and it's it's a conference game. I'm kind of happy it's not in New York. It seems like the Giants team does better on the road. Um, and I think that this is going to be a lot closer than the spread as well. Even though the Giants are super banged up, I think they're yeah. a whole lot better than they were last week. You're going to have a, a really – focus group coming into this prime time against the Cowboys. Um, both these teams, seven and three, both of these teams very much alive in the playoff race. Uh, and it's going to have a really big say as far as seeding goes. So I think it's going to be close. I'm leaning more Cowboys just because they're a lot healthier than the Giants, but don't be surprised if the Giants make this a you know close game in the fourth quarter. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. I think on paper, this looks so much worse. I mean, this mm-hmm. looks Cowboys all the way. Zero percent chance the Giants can even hang in there. Um, the last time they played, it was the Giants' first loss of the season. Just this does not look optimistic for the Giants on paper. But at the end of the day, this is the NFL. This is a, is a division game. I know the Giants are banged up, but Dexter Lawrence, Daniel Jones, Saquon, you know, Andrew Thomas, they're all all their best players are healthy. They're just missing a lot of depth. Um, we've seen crazier things happen, but you know, this Giants team, they could totally get the run going and put up, you know, 28 points and beat them. Um, yeah. could be a little bit of a fluky game. Some of these young guys on defense, not much film on them. Um, so that's good. And then, you know, who knows what can happen? I mean, a pick six could completely change this game, in my opinion. Dak's not out there playing, you know. You know, otherworldly. He's been playing all right. Had a great game last week, but it wasn't like he was just throwing bombs all game. He was throwing, you know, dump downs to Tony Pollard, who was breaking big plays. And yeah, um, he had a heck of a game. Yeah. And Pollard. Yeah. So I I think that this game is going to be a little bit closer than people are expecting, especially, you know, coming off a short week. I mean, both emotional, emotional win and emotional loss. I think that, 
you know, the Cowboys come out playing a little bit looser and uh, they think they're just going to roll the Giants. Giants are going to come out focused. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I another think- thing to note here is the Cowboys have just dominated the Giants in the last couple of years. I think they've won 11 out of the past 12. They've really had their number, um, which makes me hesitant to pick the Giants here. Um, but you never know. Like you yeah. said, conference game, never know. Never know. They'll probably come out with a super, you know, not aggressive offensive game plan. They're probably going to milk a lot of clock. And then next thing, if they are dominating time of possession, then the Cowboys go, oh, crap, we're down 10 with seven minutes left or something like that. That's kind of how the Giants have been winning games. Um, right. But we'll see. Next game, Pats at Vikings, the 820 Eastern Standard Time game. Vikings got embarrassed in the game of the week last week. Now Kirk's on primetime against Bill Belichick. That is not, you know, a recipe for success. Um, my biggest thing that I circled last week going into the game, and this was why I was not feeling great, Justin Jefferson suffered turf toe two weeks ago. That is, you know, doesn't sound like a bad injury, but that's about as bad of an injury as you can play through as a wide receiver, especially, right. you know, being the best route runner in the league. The margins are so thin, especially when you're playing up against the Cowboys and Trayvon Diggs, um, you know, who has gotten mossed a lot, but he's a big play corner and you got to give him credit where credit's due. He picks it off a lot. He gets in guys' faces. Sometimes he gets burnt, but he's there a lot of the time too. Um, Jefferson, man, I think this is the key to their success. He had that huge game that basically beat the Bills because of him. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm I'm a little little worried about that there. That's kind of what's holding me back. Um, the over is set really low at 42.5. I know that the, the uh, Patriots came off a 10-point game last week, but the Jets have – one of the best defenses in the league. I don't think the Vikings defense is that great. They're pretty mm-hmm. mid. Um, Pat's D, though, maybe the Very most un- underrated and underappreciated unit in the NFL, number two scoring D in the league. Um, if you look at their PFF, I mean, they've got linebackers you never heard the name of that are top 10 grading right now, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, third game of the day. I remember years past where Thanksgiving games were almost unwatchable. It seems like the past four years we've had – Absolute duds. Um, this one, I think it's another close one. And I think, like you said, Kirk really struggles in prime time. And this is – he's also been struggling against solid defense. We saw that last week against the Cowboys. That's a solid defense, and he looked atrocious. Like, I remember looking at the box score, just scrolling down after that Giants game. And it wasn't like Kirk threw three or four picks. They just couldn't get anything going. You know, they right. had like – less than 200 yards of total offense. And, you know, half of that was coming from uh Spain park legend. Um, what's Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins, shout out Nick Mullins. But I think this is a really close one. Um, I like the Patriots at plus three and a half is where I got them. I think the line's now at three. I think the Vikings win this game just because they do have the better offense. And I just struggle to believe in Mac Jones, even if it is a, a mediocre defense. I just, I don't know if they're going to be able to match the firepower of the Vikings. Um, yeah, no, I agree. So I'm leaning Vikings. I agree with you there. I'm leaning Vikings. Uh, I think Mac Jones, major re- regression year. He's like 36 out of 38 quarterbacks on PFF down there with uh, Zach Wilson. And I don't even know who else. I don't even want to think oh, about who else. I think probably Baker Mayfield, if I had to take a guess. Um, Zach Wilson, man, tough week. <clears throat> This is a major bounce back. This has got to be a major bounce back for the Vikings. If if not, you know, I think the wheels are off. I think yeah. 
they're still a great team despite a bad loss last week. I wouldn't take the points with the Vikings, but I'd still take the money line. Yeah. Uh, so I, like I, I think Vikings are going to win. Um, mm-hmm. Last note about Thanksgiving, the game I referenced last year was the Cowboys at the or versus the Las Vegas Raiders. And it was that insane game last year that went down to overtime, 36-33, but just a weird, fluky game. Um, Cowboys, they've they've struggled the last couple of years on Thanksgiving, so maybe this year they catch another L. We'll see about that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the year before they lost to the Commanders, or I guess at the time they were the football team or maybe even the Redskins back then. I don't even – Who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, they got dumped and went to three and eight. I remember that. And that was back, obviously when Dak Prescott was, had his little boo-boo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Cowboys kind of been choke artists on, thir- on Thursday, Thanksgiving games lately. Um, all right, let's get to the Sunday slate of games. I'll start off with a really good game. Two sneaky teams, both who have started a little bit slow, but the Bengals are the Titans. Bengals are sitting mm-hmm. at six and four Titans, seven and three. Titans haven't lost the games, uh, home game since week one against the Giants, that one-punt loss. They've been really good at home. Um, Bengals, though, they're three and three on the road and three and three at one, at home. They're they're a better team at home this year, but you know, they still have been just fine. And they have a very backslated, um, you know, stacked lineup at the end of the season with a bunch of home games. This one here, if they could steal at Tennessee, that would be huge for their playoff implications. Mm-hmm. And Sawyer. Our, you know, our co-host Sawyer, he he does not give the Titans the respect they deserve. They're seven and three, probably the grittiest team in the continental United States. Um, and King Henry, he's been calling for King Henry's regression. King Henry is just a dog. The dude is one of the best running backs of all time. Um, and he leads this this team year in, year out. And you got to also give props to Ryan Tannehill. He's been playing really well uh, and rookie. Uh, Traylon Burks has been developing pretty well too. So I don't understand how the Titans are home dogs, especially, you know, this is that AFC playoff rematch, right? The Titans are pissed off that they lost last year right? in a game they probably should have won. And you best believe that Tannehill is going to want to show out for this game after he threw three interceptions last year. I think I'm hammering the Titans in the points. I'm hammering Titans money line as well. Yeah, I. Uh, how many points do they have? Is it three? It's only one and a half. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean the Titans are really good. And listen to these. You know, last last few games they've points allowed. Um, Colts they allowed ten. Texans they allowed ten. Chiefs they allowed twenty. Defense is solid. Broncos they allowed ten. Packers they allowed seventeen. So I mean they have been holding pretty much everybody under 20 points and their last, you know, this really hot stretch they've been on. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, giving up 20 to the chiefs, that's pretty darn good. The chiefs usually are up in the high thirties, if not forties this season. Yeah. They could have um, very easily won that game as well. Yeah. And that tells me that with you know, backup quarterback, that tells me that this secondary has gotten, you know, we were joking about them early in the season and they have, you know, a lot of young guys, um, Roger McCreary, shout out Auburn, uh, rookie out of Auburn. I mean, Beast. a lot of young guys that struggled to start the season, but have kind of found their groove. Um, you know, Kendall Fulton has been a lot better. Um, and then, you know, Bayard, Bayard's been one of the best free safeties in the NFL since, yep. since he's been in the league. So you can't sleep on the secondary. Um, I think a big thing to circle here is watch the availability with Jamar Chase. 
the best receiver in the league besides Je- uh, Jefferson. Um, mm-hmm. If he's healthy in this one, he's playing 100%. I'm going to give the slight edge to the Bengals uh, just because of the way that Joe Burrow's been playing. He's been electric the last few weeks. Um, but mm-hmm. I do think this Bengals defense is fraudulent a little bit. Gave up a lot of points to Pickett last week. Um, Burrow, though, biggest bounce back of the year, too. He started off really cold until that Panthers game got a little bit hot, and now he's been you know, one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the league, top 10, right. second in the league in touchdown passes. Um, I think this is going to be a great game, and mm-hmm. I am avoiding this like the plague. I would not put money on this game to go either way, in my opinion. Yep. I just like the Titans. I think they're a team that these AFC teams do not want to play down the stretch. Just a really solid defense, and it's hard to tackle Derrick Henry. Yep. Yep. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, man. All pro. He's a dog. He's a yep. dog. Um, you know, my biggest concern is the offensive line has not been great for the Titans this year, um, much worse than it was last year. You know, Dennis Daly, a guy that we watched as a Carolina Panther, just struggle, struggle, struggle as his time with the Panthers now is starting a left tackle for them, you know, because of the Taylor Juan injury. Um, I just don't know if this Titans team can go deep into the playoffs, but they're outperforming. This defense has been a bunch of dogs. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see how that one goes. Sawyer needs to give him a little bit of respect. Um, all right, next game, Bears at Jets. Jets are six and four. Maybe I don't understand how they're six and four. They have the worst quarterback in the league right now, yeah. um, or one of the worst, maybe with Baker Mayfield. I'm not counting him. Um, Bears, you know, they're getting so much hype, but they're still a really, really bad team. You know, we've seen good plays out of highlight plays out of Justin Fields, but he hasn't won much at all. I mean, close no. game after close game lost as well. Um, I think I'm going to probably have to ride with the Jets here, but this could be a statement win if, uh, you know, Justin Fields, who everybody thought that he was once going to be the number two overall pick behind Trevor Lawrence all season, you know, Mm -hmm. this is a revenge game for him. Yeah, this is an interesting matchup. Um, The Bears defense, usually a stout defense just year over year, has not been, you know, they've been dishing their top players for picks. Yeah, I mean, understandably, they gave up half their starters, yeah. Right. And, you know, the Jets, all this stuff with Zach Wilson, prima donna, he's just doing a really bad job in these post-game interviews, not taking any responsibility on these losses or or his performance. Um, looks like he doesn't even know the playbook. Uh, and this, if he does not do well against this terrible Bears defense, it's going to be some some red flags and they might have to go to our boy Mike White or elite Joe Flacco um, moving forward, or at least for the rest of this year, because they can make the playoffs. You know, they're six and four, like you said, um, but they got to start winning games now. Um, so I I don't know. I, I feel like Justin Fields is going to struggle against the Jets defense, this top unit. And I think that the Jets, I'm leaning Jets win here. Yeah. I mean, Zach Wilson has just been so bad. And you're right, like, you can't – he's probably I'm, – I'm going to side with Zach Wilson here a little bit. He's probably getting a lot more, you know, hate right now than he would if he was anywhere other than New York right now at the New York media. Right. He's not saying the right things for sure, but he's also not, like, out there saying, 
you know, just things that are insane. I mean, he was asked, and I, again, I'm not backing him. I don't think he's been saying the right things per se, but he was asked, you know, and this is what they keep leaving out with the quotes is he was asked, how does, do you feel the offense should feel bad for, you know, like they let down the defense. They didn't necessarily say Zach Wilson. Do you feel mm-hmm. like you yourself let down? And when you're speaking about your whole team and your whole unit, you probably aren't going to want to just throw anybody under the bus. The correct answer would probably have been like, I feel like I myself let this team down. And then you yeah. just don't have anything to worry about. But instead, you know, him just saying no and kind of rolling his eyes. And, you know, does he really feel that way? I, I, he pro- he knows he played like trash. We know that he he's just yeah. sick and tired of this New York media. We know how they are, but not everybody can handle it like Daniel Jones. Not everybody can handle it like Eli Manning. Um, you know, we see it constantly with the Jets, with Sam Darnold now, Zach Wilson. They just never know the right thing to say. Um, it's They're being trapped and baited by the media. So I'm going to mm-hmm. give them benefit of the doubt there. But come on, dude. You've thrown four touchdown passes this season. You completed nine passes last game. You completed 40% of your passes um, QBR of 24.5. You look lost out there. You got to start taking some accountability for your team. You got to, you know, either don't say anything or, you know, blame it on yourself. I don't know what else to tell him at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got some solid options to throw to too. You know, it's not like, not like he has a bad team. with a practice squad wide receiver unit, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, and another thing, Justin Fields, like if he, if he plays like he's been playing against this Jets defense, it's major major props to him too. So that's another storyline to watch. I agree right there. Um, and, you know, this shows you how short-sighted of a uh, season and NFL, you know, how, how we all react and the fans react. Justin Fields was a Zach Wilson of September. He was the one attempting 12 passes a game and right. completing three of them or whatnot. You know, it's it's easy to forget that now. And Zach Wilson was the one, you know, everybody thought he tore his ACL and the Jets season was over back in the preseason. Well, turns out he's actually kind of the one that's been holding him back. So, you know, come life comes at you quick. Um, last stat here about the Bears before we move on. Last three games, losses by three points or less. So, you know, lost to the Dolphins, probably shouldn't have been in that game, so I'll give him props, but 35-32. Lost to the Lions, 31-30. Lost to the Falcons 27-24. So, you know, this is just a team that is not closing games out. And Justin Fields, you know, pretty soon the microscope's going to be on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's move on to the next next game, um, which will have playoff implications potentially. This Falcons against the Commanders, 5-6. and six. Falcons at Washington Commanders, 6-5. and five. This Commanders team is red hot. Heineke. Is he playing his way into a, you know, one-year deal or maybe a franchise tag? Is he the no. perfect bridge quarterback? I don't know. No. Um, yeah, I, I don't think he's an NFL quarterback, but he is definitely an upgrade over Wentz. Um, yeah, I don't even think that. Like, I'm not even sure I'm ready to say that yet. I think that he's the most overrated player in the NFL right now. And, you know, I get it. He's fun. He, he gets the Jordans, whatever. He's been awful. He's been really, really bad. And when you dive into the tape or you dive into the numbers, um, he's been worse than Carson Wentz was. And I know the record says differently, but those wins are not on him. Um, they've been running the ball pretty well. You know, I guess he's the the straw that stirs the drink and the quarterbacks get the wins and all that. And they're five and one their last six games. They're outscoring teams 107 to 92. Um, 
But, you know, just listen to these numbers, all right? Taylor Heineke is completing 60% of his passes, 206 yards per game, one touchdown per game passing, and 0.8 of an interception per game. Carson Wentz was averaging 62% uh, completion. Oh, show me the win loss. 250, win loss. 250 yards per game, 1.7 touchdowns per game, and one interception per game. Uh, Wentz was also sacked 23 times. Heineke's only been sacked nine times. Brian Robinson also came back as soon as Wentz got hurt. Um, he's averaging 60 yards per game rushing, so that's a nice little boost. But you're right; it's about the wins and losses. He's earned this, you know, he's earned it. But he's not the reason they're winning. It's it's clear, and anybody that says that is just in denial as a as a Commanders fan. Yeah, I think Wentz he can throw the ball better. He can, you know, make these NFL quarterback throws that maybe Heineke can't. And Heineke's not your stereotypical quarterback, and he's not going to wow you on the stat sheet. But it does seem like this commander's team likes him and plays harder for him and wins games. And I don't think he is an NFL quarterback long term, um, but he's winning some pretty impressive games. You know, he just beat the Eagles. That's the only one, though. That's the only one that, that he won. They've won five out of their last six. He won against the Eagles. He won four of those last five. Uh, the other teams that he beat were the Packers. Okay, that's not a big win. Packers are not good this year. And that was at home. Beat the Colts, you know, one-point victory. Uh, beat the Eagles by 10, you know, kind of fluky. And then Texans this week. So, you know, he's not playing anyone good. He doesn't well, have any key wins. I don't know. I I think you're being kind of hard on him. I think it's it's hard to beat any team in the NFL. And winning four out of five is really impressive. Um, so I'm, he completed game. He, he had 200 yards passing, 200 yards passing versus the Eagles. No touchdowns interception. I don't care. I don't care. Is that why they won the game? He's making big time throws in big situations. I mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to stay with team Heineke. I'm not going to let you change my thought here to support Wentz. He's sorry as hell. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm staying on the Heineke train. All right. Well, that's fine. You stick with Heineke. We'll see how it ends up. Uh, you know, if they make the playoffs, I'd be pleasantly surprised, but I don't think I don't want them to. I want the commanders to lose, but they keep on winning. Yeah. They, they, look, they're at their peak. They're not going to keep this up. They're, there's just no way. You're right. I hope you're All right. right. Next game, Ravens at Jags. Lamar has IBS. Same issue as last season. He tweeted it'll not be eating on Thanksgiving this year, which God. points me to believe that he seriously does have some some tests going on or something with his stomach. Um, are we concerned the Ravens only beat the Panthers 13 at three at home? Uh, Lamar has no weapons. Mm, I don't know if I'm concerned. I think the Ravens probably thought they can just show up and beat that sorry ass Panthers team, which they did. Panthers are probably, I'd say they're the worst team in the NFL. I think they're very, very bad, especially if Baker Mayfield is a starting quarterback. Yeah. Just keep um, starting him to get the first yeah, overall pick. I like it. Keep on losing. I don't want the Panthers to win these BS games. I think the game this week, I don't know if we're going to cover it, but against the Broncos might be the worst NFL game in NFL history. It's going to be atrocious. It's a defensive showcase. At, at 35. No one's going to that game. No one. Um, but sorry, back to the Ravens. Um, Lamar's got to get his health checked out, man. It seems like every single year he's sick. He's battling tummy issues um maybe this is 
you know, an opportunity for Tums to give him a sponsor. I don't know. Yeah, but I, think, I mean, <laughs> he could. He seriously could have like Crohn's or something. I, I hope he's all right. Yeah, seems like he, he's got some serious stomach issues that have, you know, attacked him during games, before games. Yeah, he's got to get that figured out. Yeah. I like the Ravens here, though. Yeah, I, I like I like the Ravens here too. Jags three and seven. I like what I've seen from them, but they're not winning too many games this year. Nah, no home field advantage either. Uh, Packers at Eagles. This is the last game to review. Um, Monday night football. I think is this Monday night. Uh, I think. Let's see, I don't think so. I can't remember. Look, while you look it, that up, I'll just talk about this match. It, it, it's Sunday night football. Sunday okay. night. Football. Sunday night. Eagles just barely beat the Colts by a point. Um, and then the Packers four and seven. Is their season over? Do they move to Jordan Love? Is Rogers going to be the quarterback of the future? Or, for the next so gonna go years. to the Raiders. <clears throat> yeah. Who who knows? Um I don't I don't know. I mean, I think the Eagles being at home, I'd rather, you know, lean that direction than the other. I don't even know what the line is. I think it's a touchdown. Yeah. Um I don't know, honestly. What are your thoughts here, Harris? Packers are dead, but the Packers offense is alive finally. Did the Eagles peak too early? I think they did. Um if they yeah. had lost to the Colts, I think they'd be off the rails. That was a big time win. Uh, Sirianni was, I understand why he was so hyped about that, beating an old team. And, you know, he needed that win. He got that win. Um, games where Miles Sanders has 15 plus carries dating back to the start of last season, they're 10 and 0. Get this guy some carries. You got to commit to the run, man. Commit yeah. to the run. This is what your team is built around. Do not turn Jalen Hurts into a pocket passer. That's what the Panthers try to do with Cam Newton. Didn't work. He's a run first, pass second. Good passer when it's his second option, but he's a better runner. So keep the keep the ball on the ground. This Eagles team is kind of reminiscent. And I mean, if you if you disagree, let me know. But they kind of remind me of that Ravens team when Lamar won the MVP. And they just committed to running the ball. They had a great record, one of the top seeds in their conference. Um, but are the Eagles going to struggle if they're playing behind? I mean, maybe. What do yeah, you think? they don't. They're not built to play from behind. They, I mean, they also remind me, like I said, the Carolina Panthers with Cam Newton. That mm-hmm. team could throw the ball, but they were not built to play from behind. They were power run offense. I think it's what you got to do, Sirianni. That's what you know. That's what you did with the Colts. That's what you've been doing with the Eagles. You got to commit to that run. And, you know, the last two weeks they've trailed at halftime. Both of them, they had under five carries for running backs. Crazy mm-hmm. in the first half. You're just th- throwing the ball up and, you know, you're not taking running the clock down. Commit to the run. Got to. Yep. All right. Um, let's take a quick look at the playoffs and then we'll kind of finish up this podcast episode. Um, so I know you got to get somewhere, but uh, starting to stack up playoffs. I mean, Kansas City Chiefs got a dominant lead over the AFC. Right. Miami Dolphins sitting in that, you know, two seed behind the Chiefs. I don't think that lasts very long. They have the same record as the Bills, but they do have a win over the Bills. Titans third. I mean, it's just a slew of seven and three teams. And then Ravens fourth, Buffalo, New England, and then seventh place got the Cincinnati Bengals. 
Jets, first team out, uh, and then Chargers kind of on the outside sitting in. Mm-hmm. How do you think this shakes up? What teams are out and what teams are in? So I think that uh, obviously the Chiefs should be the one seed. I think they're the best team in the NFL right now. I think the only chance the Dolphins have of making a run is if they somehow secure home field advantage through the AFC. I just don't see them being able to travel to anywhere that's cold. You know, I don't see them being able to win in Kansas City or in Buffalo. I think they're kind of a warm weather team. Yeah, um, Tua they, is brittle. Yeah, yeah. That's my thoughts. I, I still think that Tua is having a hell of a year, and if he stays healthy, that team is tough to beat. But I just don't see them doing well in the cold. Yeah, coming off the bye, they got a trap game against the Texans. Um, we'll see how that goes. But pretty easy schedule down the stretch for them. They do play the 49ers in a couple weeks, and they have to obviously play the Bills and Patriots on the road. Mm-hmm. Talking about those cold games, I think they're going to end up having one of those wild card, you know, spots. They might even be in seventh place by the end of the season. Uh, Bengals right on the fringe. I think the Bengals are a better team than the Patriots or, the, you know, some of those other teams, like Jets. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Bengals are going to make it with their offense, especially if they're getting a little bit healthier, but that defense is a liability. Yeah. Yeah. All right. NFC Eagles, obviously in first place. And then we have the Vikings in second and then, you know, two underperforming divisions, 49ers leading the West and then the South led by five and five Tampa Bay, but a wild card starting to heat up five, six, and seven. We got Cowboys, Giants, and Seahawks, but commanders half game back. Um, Falcons are a game back in the playoff seating. Um, I, you know, I think, I think this seven is the seven that gets in, hopefully. Uh, I think the Giants can get in, but they're going to have to beat the Commanders. I think that's ultimately what, what it comes down to at the very end. I don't mm-hmm. think the Falcons are a true playoff contender. Yeah, I agree. I don't think the Falcons um, really stand a chance to go far in the playoffs. I, I could see them making the seven seed. Um, maybe potentially they edge out the Bucks. I, I doubt it. I think the Bucks. just watching them last week, they do look solid. Like they're starting to put it together. Um, and I was kind of fading them, but you know, Tom Brady, when it comes down to the postseason, it's kind of hard to bet against them. Um, and then as far as um, I think there's two teams to watch in the NFC West. I think the 49ers just watching them last night, they they looked very good. Jimmy G looks good. They just have so many weapons to throw to. Um and I think they just have one of the best rosters in the NFL. I think, honestly, that's a team that I'm kind of um, favoring in the NFC. And then the Cowboys look strong as well. Um, Pollard just brings another dimension to that offense. Um, so it's it's really shaping up to, to be an interesting NFC race, which um, I think a couple of weeks ago everyone thought it was it was the Eagles and it was no one else. So Yeah, the NFC is wide open. My hot take is I think whoever can win this Dallas versus New York game, I think mm-hmm. that's the real contender for the NFC East. I think that, you know, the Eagles yeah, play like the Giants that. twice down the road. The Cowboys, however, if they get a win, they have a pretty easy schedule. They go up against Colts, Texans, Jags, and then they also play Commanders to finish off the season. So they really have, only have two teams, playoff teams they face after this game. Um, you know, I think Cowboys seriously – could make a run. I think Eagles, like I said, peak too soon. They don't mm-hmm. have necessarily an easy schedule down the stretch either. 
they go Packers, obviously, in prime time. So that's going to be a tough win. Um, and then, you know, they play Titans, Giants, Cowboys, Saints, and then Giants again. They also play the Bears, who've been a tough out. Um, you know, Eagles peak too soon. I think they're going to have four or five losses by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm, I'm rooting for the Giants, um, but they have one of the, the toughest schedules in the NFL remaining. They got to play the Eagles twice. They got to play the Cowboys. They have to play the Vikings, you know, Christmas Eve, which is not an easy game in Minnesota. Right. Um, and they play the Colts. So I think they got to split the Commanders, split the Eagles, and then maybe beat the Colts and, and they're in. I think they got to get to that 10 wins. Yep. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, that does it. Hopefully, uh, we get an awesome slate of Thanksgiving football. You want to do the uh, just straight up picks for Thanksgiving? Yeah. Let's do straight up picks for Thanksgiving. Bills at Lions. Bills at Bills. Bills. Giants at Cowboys. I'm going to go Cowboys, but I'm hoping the Giants. I'm going to go Giants. I got a feeling. Uh, Pats at Vikings. Now, this is the toughest one for me. Um, I think Pats cover three and a half, but I think Vikings win. I'm going to go with the stunner in Minneapolis. Pats win, but I'm going to pick Vikings in the money line. Okay. Okay. Well, well win, thanks win. for listening, everyone. All right. Until next episode, we got a 10-day bye week. That was crisp. Chris. Draft Idea in no way endorses or recommends the use of a specific sports book, website, or otherwise. The sole purpose of this podcast is solely for entertainment purposes only and in no way intended to serve as advice. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Draft ID Podcast. You guys are awesome. You're worth doing it. Um, If it wasn't for you followers, we wouldn't be wasting our time doing this stuff. And I'm just kidding. We're not wasting our time. Always great highlight of the week to put this together. But be sure, guys, if you like what you're hearing, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this. Make sure you like and subscribe. It keeps us going. Um, It makes it worth it. You know, somebody's got to keep the light on. Somebody's got to pay the bills. That always helps out because it is a sunk cost at times with this podcast. Uh, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, fun stuff. Check us out on draft.esports.com for tons of NFL updates, action, big board, NFL draft stuff, college football previews, all that great stuff. Um, And then check us out on social media, Mock Draft Monday. That's right, Mock Draft Monday, one and only Twitter and Instagram. You will like what you find, I guarantee it. All right, guys, until next time, see you later.